it's easy to be average. You know it as well as I know it. It takes a little something to be special, Don. It takes a little something special to be a great player. We don't have enough great players. To hell with that! We don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? proud of our young people in the classroom, in the community, and most especially in 310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan, on the football field. Three things. Number one, the team that hits the hardest and the longest, the team that starts the fastest, and the team is too damn smart to make mistakes. If you take it to them, if you don't make mistakes, and you keep taking it to them, hell, there's no question who win. It's time for the best Buckeye podcast. By fans, for the fans. Where they hate that team up north as much as you do. It's time for the OHIO Podcast. OH! And he worked well into the night last night. Wait yeah, for it. Yeah, did our studio. Wait group, for it. Oh, there it is. actually woke up. Oh, Chris! It's good old-fashioned hate week, brother! It's here! It is. Oh, do you smell that? <sighs> yeah, north till you, north till you smell it, west till you step in it, right? <laughs> yes, sir. We made it, Chris. We made it. It took eleven wins to get to this point, but tonight we turn the page, and it's good old-fashioned rivalry week, hate week. It's time to revenge the last couple years against that stench from up north, the scum of college football, the official cheaters of the NCAA football. That's right. It's good old TTUN. We get to go into that horror known as Ann Arbor and take down Michigan. Yeah, you know, they're, they're cheating already, Eric. They're already tapping into Aaron's computer trying to get his uh, preview footage. Yeah. Aaron is efforting to get on tonight, but right now he's computer is so uh, hopefully he can come on. I'm Buckeye Boggs, that man over there. That's the wild man, Chris Wilds, and you are you, and we're so uh, thankful to have you with us tonight. It is hate week, man. This is what it's all about if you're a Buckeye fan or if you're a scum fan. This is the game, but before then... We do have the Minnesota game that we need to talk about. Uh, a big win last night, 37-3. to So a nice win by the Buckeyes. I'll play that video again tonight of the uh, TTUN fan doing the old scratch and sniff of the old armpit. <laughs> that is the perfect representation of that fan base, is it not? It's oh, got to be. Without a doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. It's got to be. Oh, who we got in the house tonight before we dive in? We got from Mesa, Arizona, Larry Daniels says, oh, good to have you in tonight, Larry. Oh, we got a, we got a Golden Domer, Brian Kelly's caddy. I thought they were America's team. <clears throat> nah, nah, they're not anything but a bunch of cheaters is what they are. Oh, Chris says he's beyond excited for this game. Man, Chris, can you just, I mean, I'm just telling you, you can feel it in the air. Buckeye Nation is ready. Good old Zach Roach. What's up, guys? OHIO, Zach, good to have you with us tonight. Donald Hoffer II, go Bucks. Good to have you with us tonight, Donald. Our buddy from the Purdue podcast. As a Purdue fan, I'll be rooting for Ohio State. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you, my man. Appreciate that. He just wants to root for a winner. That's all. Larry says they're now being called TCUN, the cheaters up north. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Guys, we are the official podcast of Fansided and Scarlet and Game. Get on your computer. Go over to 
uh, scarletandgame.com. Check out all the great articles written by yours truly and other great writers who follow and are fans of the best college football team in all of the land. So go over, do that. We are also the official Ohio State podcast of Big Banter Sports. Go over to bigbantersports.com. Check out all of the podcasts from all 14, soon to be 18 teams in the I'm going to call it the best conference in college football, Chris, because I've been watching some of the SEC. There are two games and a bunch of trash is what it looks like to me, man. Yeah. Two, te- two teams and a bunch of trash in that conference. A Big Ten's got, well, three teams and then a whole lot of trash right now. <laughs> but uh, uh, we're and, and, and one of those is cheaters, but that's beside the point. So uh, we want to make sure to uh, let all of you guys know to go to those sites and uh, let them know that you're followers of this podcast. All right, Chris. So yesterday's game, man. What'd you think? What's your initial reaction? It was a solid win. Uh, This is the thing. The last two weeks, we have come out and defeated our opponents 73-6 to over the course of the last two weeks. Uh, You know, they are lesser opponents, but by God, that's what that team up north's been hanging their hat on, is beating the crap out of the teams that don't matter. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? We've actually been doing that since we started playing the teams that didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it was a good solid win. I would still love to see us, for the love of God, can, can you imagine what we would do if Kyle McCord would ever start out a game fast? Well, just start, it it, it just, happened last week, but then, yeah. you know, we yanked him out of the game and it was... Well, that that's it too, you know. We just, I mean, we got Lincoln Kineholtz out there in, in the second half and he looks real good in his two pass attempts for seven yards that he seems to get about every, uh, every two game or every game now, but... yeah. You know, um, overall, I thought it was a great game, very balanced. Uh, you know, we had, what, 219 uh, passing, 215 rushing, I believe. Mm-hmm. So really solid there. Two TDs from each side of the uh, the uh, offensive game. You, you know, you look at the defense, I think we gave up, what, about 160, maybe a little less than 160 yards total offense to Minnesota. Cup them, over, cup them under 100 on both passing and rushing, yep. Yeah. I mean, really, I I think it was just a solid all-around performance. And the other thing I like to see was if you look at the defensive stats, we got a lot of players playing time in that game. We did. And when they were in there, guys like uh, you know Kenyatta Jackson, Mm -hmm. uh, guys like Caden Curry, Mm -hmm. they were making an impact. Yeah. Uh, So I mean, even C.J. Hicks, you know. He only had two tackles. Gabe Powers had a big hit. Yeah. Gabe Powers and and CJ Hicks both had a couple of huge hits. CJ about ripped that guy in half. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. um, A lot of, a lot of really good things to hang your hat on, but let's, let's slow our roll a little bit. Minnesota is a bad football team right now. Um, The, the, the sky, still only a a game from bowl eligibility. I know. I know. Sky Upod tried to warn us. They are reeling right now. Yeah, they're not they good. were they were on their fourth and fifth running back and we knocked their fourth running back out in the first half. Um they are they are they at one point they were starting on defense, I think six true freshmen. Yeah. In the second half at one point. That's that's a team that is reeling. And after watching Nebraska and, and Wisconsin last night. I don't think they get to 500. I think they're going to be five and seven when it's all said and done. Minnesota, that is. I think Wisconsin's going to beat them next week because I just Wisconsin's getting healthier and Minnesota's getting is worse for wear when it comes to the injuries right now. So <clears throat> Donald Hoffer says I think Simon had a good game for the second week in a row in place of Tommy Two Thumbs. He's solid. He is yeah. very very solid. Um, he doesn't do anything extremely. Uh, that blows off the screen at you, but he's in the right place at the right time. And his technique is really good. And that's what you want from someone playing middle linebacker. If he's not going to be the starter. Um, I was surprised that he went ahead and walked yesterday. Uh, He's got another year of eligibility if he wants it, but he went ahead and walked. Now that doesn't mean that he can't come back. You can still participate yes. in senior day and then decide, you know what, coach? Well, Xavier I, did last year. I, yeah, Xavier did last year and, and Proctor did last year. Yeah. And they both came back. So that's not to say that Simon is um, not going to come back. But what it does mean is that he is contemplating going ahead 
fulfilling his graduation and, and moving on. Um, so another one that surprised me uh, that did that was um, there was him and then there was uh, Mayan Williams as well. Yeah. Now, you've been speculating about that and we're not going to get on all that. You can go back and listen to some of our, our preview. when we talked about that at the end of the show, when we talked about which underclassmen or seniors who have another year of eligibility, whether we thought they would come back or not. And Chris said he thought Mayan might transfer. Um, Chip did not walk. He's coming back. Chip train. I'm just, Hey, I'm coming back. Uh, so that was interesting to see. Uh, Julian Fleming was the other one. Yeah. Julian Fleming uh, walked. Uh, so, um, yeah, there you go. Jake, you're right on it, man. Seriously. We're, our timing's impeccable. Uh, J- Julian Fleming walked. That surprised me a little bit, but again, doesn't mean he, he, he couldn't come back. Just means I haven't decided yet. And therefore I'm going to go ahead and participate in the senior day festivities. So, um, how about the clip of Marvin Harrison jr. Walking off the field for the last time at, at horseshoe kind of taking it all in and turning around and looking back. That felt like it was final, did it not? Funny. Like, I don't care how many millions we throw at this guy in NIL. And, and he should gone. go, Eric. He should go. The guy's a top two draft pick. He should go. It's what's right for him. Uh, you know, I hate to see him go. I'd, I'd love to have him back another year. But the, the right thing, the right decision for him is to, to move on. Yeah. yeah He's just Jake. special. And, and not only that, Jake. but. You know, you look, um, next year we're going to be okay. We got some other young guys that would be held back if he was still here. Yeah. Jay, we're going to get to this in the second part of the show. We're going to touch on some of the things that this team has done or maybe hasn't done in preparation for the game. Uh, Larry says, very hard for Minnesota to get top recruits with a weak team, let alone the NIL deals. (coughs) Here's the thing about Minnesota. You all think it's hard to recruit and – in Columbus, Ohio, or uh, Indiana, if you're a Notre Dame fan, or Michigan, if you're Ann Arbor, a whore, try recruiting in Minnesota. That place is even colder than it is here in the winter time. But they do have a dome. No, they don't. Oh, no, they don't. No, they don't. They don't play in the dome. Not anymore, buddy. Nope. You're right. I, I, I had a brain fart there, Eric. They got a brand new field. Yeah. So, hey, I think. He busted I, through I the think, TTUN firewalls and he got here. All right, straight up, straight up. Did someone hijack your computer, Aaron? I, dude, it, look, there was some weird screen name, Connor Stallions one. I don't know. I couldn't get through it. All right, I just, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't know. I guarantee if Aaron would have tried to call some tech support, it would have been this guy right here. Yeah. And he worked well into the night last night. Wait and for it. Yeah, as did our studio. Wait group, for way. it. Oh, there it is. Actually woke up. <laughs> oh my gosh, that, that clip is so funny. Oh man. Dude scratching sniffing. That is the Michigan fan base in a nutshell. Hey man. Hey, there you go. Look at this. Your buddy, you army guys, you sticking together, man. There it is. Nick Quint says TTUN hacked it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Donald Hoffer, I think the only way Marvin comes back is we have another heartbreak game like we did against Clemson a few years ago. It would be a revenge tour kind of thing. Sorry, this Donald, is this it. does not happen, my friend. It's if it don't happen now, it's it, this is it, dude. This is we're gonna have to wait on his little brother who's 14, I guess. So um no, this is it for him, man. It's do or die. All right, Aaron, your thoughts on yesterday's game. I feel like it was a complete game. Uh Travion had himself a day. Marvin had a decent day. Lucky McCord didn't end up getting injured. Because uh, that little roll up on the knee didn't look too good. No, <laughs> so, it didn't. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that uh, Eichenberg didn't play. Because uh, we need him at full health. D-line looked good. Sawyer uh, had the game of his career. Uh, I thought it was a good game, man, overall. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. Letter grades, guys. Let's jump right into it. Uh, we got we got a lot to say and a little time to do it. So let's go for the offense first. 
yesterday. We had 219 yards passing, 215 yards rushing uh, for 434 total yards, yards per play, 6.5 yards per play, 23 first downs. We were 10 of 16 on third down. We didn't even go for a fourth down. 31 minutes and 22 seconds in time of possession. And although uh, McCord tried to turn it over a couple times with some of those passes, uh, zero turnovers. Letter grade for the offense, Chris. Yeah, uh, I, I think I got to go an A minus. I thought they looked thought they looked really well out there. As Aaron said, very complete game. Um, I, I still think at times, you know, McCord still scares me at times. But other than that, uh, you know, I think it was a pretty solid performance. Yep, Aaron, your letter grade on the offense, brother. Um, I think I'd go. I think A minus is fair. Considering what we saw, I'm with you. McCord still. A little bit, but he's getting on the offensive line seems to be. Am I skipping out? Yeah, there's like, bit there's like this time. there's this pause and then it and then you catch up, so we always go. Okay. It yeah. <laughs> it's that dog god <laughs> it's that dog god TTU in, man. I'm yeah. telling you, dude. But yeah, I'm gonna A minus guys. I'm at a B minus. <laughs> I'm a few percentage points, maybe, I guess you could say below you guys. Uh, I want to see the offense clicking for all four quarters. Seems like we go through a spell where we, you know, we, and here's the thing, red zone, kicking field goals, man, we need to punch it in this week. We can't be kicking field goals. We need seven, not threes against this team. And I think we can, if you watch them play against Maryland, Maryland had a lot of success in the second half against them offensively. I think we're going to be able to move the football against them. Larry Daniels says a minus. He's at an A minus for the offense as well. He says A plus on the defense. Let's talk about that defense next. So defensively yesterday, we gave up 89 yards passing, 70 on the ground for a total of 159. That's 3.3 yards per play. We only gave up 10 first downs for the entire game. Minnesota was 3 of 12 on third down. They didn't try for fourth down, which I thought was interesting because they had the ball over the 50 a couple times. Should have probably tried for a fourth down, but they didn't. Uh, Time of possession was only 28-38, and we did create two turnovers, which we will talk about in just a minute. My letter grade yesterday for the defense, I gave them an A. Aaron, I'll start with you. I'm going A plus. Okay. Turnovers, turnovers, a uh, few points. Everybody did their job. I mean, 159. <coughs> you can't ask for much. Chris, your letter grade. Yeah, I'm with Aaron. I actually want A plus here too because he, he talked about we had two turnovers. We kept them under 160 yards total offense. We also got two sacks and seven tackles for loss. I mean, those are good, solid numbers. And, and, you know, we talked about it a little bit at the beginning, Eric. Everybody who came in on that defense seemed to make a play. (laughs) Yeah, they did. They really did. Um, Yeah, so you guys went A-plus. I went with A. Jake says B or B-plus on the offense, A on the defense. Uh, Chris Smith, B for first half. Uh, second half, he went with an um, A minus, if I understand <laughs> that right. B for the first half. A on the second half averages out to A minus. Gotcha. Uh, and then on defense, Chris said he went with an A plus with a gold star for Sawyer. Yeah, we're going to talk about him in just a minute. <clears throat> Aaron's lag is <laughs> him preloading his player of the game picks. <laughs> <laughs> Love what, it. what is the what is the over under on Aaron's Buckeye leaves this week, Eric? I don't even uh, want to hear it. Both of y'all was like the last two weeks, the whole defense, the whole defensive line. You, I say two, and it's a problem. What are you talking about? What do you mean? What are you What are you talking about? You, did, boy, I swear. <laughs> All right, did you did you not pick? Like the whole defensive line. No, you did. I picked the whole defense. I yeah. picked the whole defense. I picked Jim Knowles and Jim Knowles' sister. 
I don't know what his sister's got to do with it, but that's she's aw- she's awesome on Twitter. That's what it's got to do with it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. She's I, I she is the <laughs> she is the best follow on Twitter, dude, because she absolutely just <laughs> annihilates people. I love it. She's awesome. I need to I need to get on Twitter. Apparently, I'm missing uh, out. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's it's really an unhealthy place to be. Sometimes I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> It's, it's it's crazy. I'll, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> All right, guys, let's jump into uh, our Buckeye Leafs here and see how many Aaron's going to pass out. Let's start with the offensive player of the game, Chris. It has to be Travion Henderson. I mean, 15 carries, 140, nearly average 10 yards a carry, two touchdowns, including starting out the second half the way you should start out the second half, busting off a 75-yard touchdown run on the first play from scrimmage. Nobody else should go with there. I agree. Aaron, who you got? Yeah, I go the same. I can't go any other way. Shut Dan's up, Dan. Like, Dan's <laughs> give it to the all the offense and defense. <laughs> Dan's one of my buddies from back home. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Aaron Aaron is definitely he brings the uh brings uh, the love and the hate to this show, does he not? All right, the offensive play, or let's go with defensive player of the game. Um Here's where we're going to talk about Jack Sawyer, right? This was the five-star we all thought we were getting from yes. Pickery 10 when he came. Dude was all over the field, and he set the tone early when he dropped out and went into the zone coverage, and they swung <clears throat> it over to the side, and he came flying in and absolutely annihilated that guy on the sideline. Yes. And from that moment on, it was like he elevated his game. To he has to where he has not played all season long. Sawyer gets my defensive Buckeye lead for the game. Aaron, same. Yeah. Can't go any other way. <laughs> I'm the same way. Not only that play, Eric, but you talk about just solid all around. Six, six tackles, a sack, three and a half tackles for loss. It's a strip sack serious? on top of it. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that in a second too. So yeah, that dude was living in the backfield. Yeah, that, killed it. Now, and here's the thing. He was going up against what many people believe is the second or third best uh, uh, tackle in all of the Big Ten yesterday. And he was just dominating him and JT both, depending on which side uh, they were lining up on. So good, good, good game there. Um, uh, Donald said that's the hit of the game for sure. Oh, yeah, that was that yes. was a huge hit. Um all right, let's talk about the offensive play of the game. Chris. I mentioned it before. I, I got to go with that 75-yard touchdown run to start the second half. Yep. Same. I Okay. <laughs> we're, we're all in agreement here. Let's, yeah. Aaron, you want to break down that play for a little bit? What did he do? It. it you know what that play eerily felt like? 85 well, yards. 85 yards through the heart of the south. Yeah, I was going to say it's very reminiscent of that, wasn't it? It's, mm-hmm. uh, But a lot of that was Travion uh, making moves, if you noticed. You know, a lot of people are like, he's a one-cut guy. I think he proved some moves. Uh, he's not Barry Sanders, but he can if he gets in the open field, buddy, he's, he's a rocket. So uh, yeah. um, I'm going to give credit to the line, but I'm going to give even more credit to Travion for that play. He found the holes. The line did their job, but Travion, when he got to the second level, he's the one that kind of weaved his way through to the open field and took off with it. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, that, was, that was phenomenal. <clears throat> All right, let's, let's do this. The defensive play of the game. Now, as as um, I think it was Donald, yeah, Donald mentioned that hit that I brought yeah. up that was early in the game. That was that was my defensive play of the game until the I think it was the first offensive play for Minnesota at it, when they got the ball after Travion runs at seventy five yards and we go up twenty four to nothing. They get the football back and the very next play, Sawyer with the strip sack into the arms of JT, and at that point, hey, Jordan, why don't you get out of his way, dude? Jordan's like, hey, give me the ball, Hancock. And then he's like, oh, I might block for you. Oh, I'm just going to get in your way. That would have been a touchdown, dude. Like, get out of his way, man. He redeemed himself later, though. He did. He did redeem himself. That was a nice pick. 
yeah, that was the defensive play of the game in my mind. That was mine. The strip sack into the yeah. uh, fumble recovery f- uh, into the arms of JTT. Uh, mm-hmm. What was yours, Aaron? Same. I, it, that was such a great play other than Jordan getting in the way. But, yeah, that was a that was a good play all the way around. Chris? Yeah, I had the same one, Eric. But I'll tell you, as good as that was, nothing made me happier than uh, Hancock getting that interception. So I don't have to read 10 names on the preview show for who's got an interception this week. <laughs> I'd say, my dad came down and we watched it and I told him, Chris is screaming right now. He's so happy. <laughs> pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said the exact same thing. I think I got on Facebook and went, there you go, buddy. There it is. <laughs> Jake says, crazy stat, 2023 defense has given up. 10 touchdowns in 11 games. The 2014 defense gave up 43 in 15 games. Whoa. Wow, this that is defense a crazy is stat. the real deal. Holy smokes. I thank did not you for know that. sharing. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's pretty wild. You know what? I would like to know how many the 2002 defense gave up. I bet you it's similar to the to the one that 2014 did. I don't I know. I bet you. I don't remember our opponents scoring that much. I don't think it's as good as this one, but it probably is closer to that. Is this defense better than 2019? Yes. Yes. Why? why? Scheme? Well, is it scheme? Because I'll tell you right now, I think 2019 had two better players than this defense has got. Well, but, yeah. Oh, but overall as a whole, this yeah. might be a better defense. I, I, I'm with you, Eric. I think that, you know, as far as star power goes, I think the 2019 had better, I guess, pro, pro prospects, if that makes sense. We had names on that defense. This defense feels like a complete unit that plays mm-hmm. together, if, if that makes sense. There's no, like, one guy that's just a whole superstar. We're just waiting week to week on who's going to show up because anybody's capable. Sure. Um, put put your comments, uh, your answer to this and, question in the comments section, guys. Yes, Chris. And, and depth. Yeah. That's the other thing for me. You know, yes. it's not just that we have Very one or deep. two superstars. We've got a bunch of guys who are really good going on. And I mentioned it earlier. You look, Caden Curry, Kenyatta Jackson on down the bench, you know, yeah. on this defense. And they were impact players in that game still. I got a comment about them here uh, real fast that I want to share. Defense is better with Jim Knowles calling the game. Yeah, absolutely, Larry. Yes. Um, here's my question. Uh, put your answer in the comment section. What's your favorite part or aspect of this defense? What's your favorite part or aspect of this defense? Put your uh, comments in the comment section. We want to hear from that. Uh, about your comment there, Chris, about uh, Curry and, and, and these guys and the depth to this team. The Sky U pod guys from Minnesota were were basically saying, we're not complaining, but like saying, you guys don't realize how good you have it as fans of Ohio State. He goes, you're too deep would start on almost every single team in the Big Ten except for maybe Penn State and that team up north. You're too deep, guys. He's like, basically, he's like, you're too deep is better than our starters essentially is yeah. what they were saying. And I, I tend to agree with that. I would you know, say guys, they start for 80% of the teams in the country. Yeah. Oh yeah. Too deep. My, yeah. Easily. Yeah. But okay. we're talking big 10, but yeah, Aaron, go for it. Well, I was going to say, I like Jake's comment right there. They don't give up big plays. They make people drive the field. You have to earn it. Every possession, every possession. In fact, the, the, when I think back on this, that season, is so true. Not giving up the big plays. Yeah. The season. Yeah. When I think back to the season, Aaron, the only time I can remember them really giving up a big play was on that stupid fake fourth down trick play that Shiano ran. Yeah. Yeah. That was really the only huge chunk play of 40 yards or more that I can recall us in this defense. That, that's the only one we've given year. up this year. In fact, I think so. we, we haven't given up an offensive, <laughs> uh, or we haven't given up a pass play over 40 at all this year. And well, th- this is the other thing to, to look at, too, when we talk about the defense. I mean, just just look at how many times has somebody scored more than 17 points on us? I don't think anybody has. No one has. 17 Four. was the most. Okay. I was gonna say, 17 to Maryland. That was it. 
14 to Rutgers. 14 to Notre Dame. 14 to Notre Dame. 16 to Rutgers. We had a 10. And 17 to Maryland. Yep. And we've had, I think it's four or five games where we've held the opponent into single digits. That's impressive. We've come close the last two weeks of having shutouts the last two weeks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, all right, here we go. So the question was this. What's your favorite aspect or part or of, of this defense? Let's see what you guys say. <coughs> um, Donald says, I think it's scheme and it's a team. It's a team doing well. We're not dependent on a few individuals to be Superman, which is enjoyable to me to watch the team thrive as a whole. Larry Daniel says the players are bought into the Knowles scheme and are performing it at an amazing level. Dan Mur- Murfield says, if I ha- have to choose, I'd say the secondary. Um, I saw they haven't given up a play of 50 yards or more. What was the fumble ruski? Yeah, that was that, the fumble ruski was, I think, uh, f- 54 yards or something to that effect, 56 okay. yards. Yeah, and then Jake, again, to reiterate his first comment, they don't give up big plays. They make people drive – Drive the field. You have to earn it every possession. What's your favorite aspect or part of this defense, Aaron? <clears throat> well, it's honestly, it's a mix of what Donald said and also what Larry said. It's, it's, that's the scheme is a big part of this. Stop it. The scheme is a big part of this. Okay. <laughs> but it's also the players buying into it. And it's also the execution and the preparation of the scheme. So, They've made it to a, a, a simplistic version of it where the players are actually prepared. They're not over- execute this scheme at a high level, and that's what we're seeing. That's my favorite part. Chris? I, I do love the scheme. I love the way that Knowles is calling the games. I love the fact that we are fundamentally sound for the most part because I think that's a big part of it. We don't make stupid mistakes. Uh, and, and then, you, you know, somebody mentioned the defensive backs, but it, it's so hard to pick one part about this. It's like, and, and, I, and I'm going to throw this out there, Darren, because I know he probably enjoyed the game today. Uh, you know, it's like watching the Cleveland Browns defense play. They're just so fast. They're flying around the field. You know, not one guy getting there. There's always multiple guys getting there, putting the hat on somebody. Stop. So... Uh, I don't know about all that. Miles, oh, Miles, oh. Miles Garrett's a beast, though, dude. Well, yeah, he is. Of all the, this is the first time that Cleveland has beaten Pittsburgh and Baltimore in the same season. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> He's so bitter. Something to think about. Well, just enjoy the fact that you both have teams vying for a playoff. My team is officially done done they're done poor jb just dragging his leg around behind him again he out for the season yep oh my poor gosh kid. done yeah. sucks all right we're gonna take a quick commercial break when we come back it's it's we're gonna turn the page we're going straight to start talking about that team up north and uh, we want your participation so hang around quick commercial break we'll be right back Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. The OHIO Podcast is brought to you by Mastermind. Mastermind specializes in 360-degree high-definition mobile video mapping, GIS integration, and traffic safety studies. Mastermind cares about traffic safety and keeping you safe on the roadway. Visit Mastermind at OnlineMastermind.com. Should I play that clip one more time, Chris? We, we can never see too much of that clip, Eric. Should I play it one more time? <clears throat> if you if you haven't seen it yet, look in the bottom corner at the Michigan fan 
during this clip, okay? And then the guy who's obviously recording this, when he laughs, sounds just like Aaron. So there's a chance this might be Aaron who who recorded this. I, I don't know. It just it just sounds like <laughs> you, brother. <laughs> and he worked well into the night last night. Wait yeah. for it. Yeah, Wait right for away. it. Oh, there it is. Actually woke up. <laughs> that's gotta be you dude you you laugh man it sounds just like you <laughs> oh my gosh I can't, I can't stand these boogers well hey dudes we're gonna be doing some major previewing with uh victor's nation this week so tomorrow night i'm on the big 10 huddle with one of them and then tuesday night we we record our previews and uh at least one, two, I don't know, maybe all three of them will be on our show. <clears throat> and then and then after we record our preview with them, we flip right around and we go up to their show. Uh, and so uh, Tuesday night and be on their show. So there's going to be uh, some 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 rivalry going on this week. And the and here's the here's the sad thing, guys. I want to just let you all know. Not sad because I think we're going to win this thing, but. Uh, the loser, their background for their next show is the other podcast logo. So if you come on here next Sunday and we have lost this game for a third straight time, behind me will be that stupid Victor Nations logo. But if we win, behind them on their next show will be the – when we win, there you go, will be the O-H-I-O podcast logo. I want to see that happen, guys. I absolutely want to. All right. So let's talk a little bit about this game. I, I want to open up the floor for this question because I think this is really the difference between other than the whole cheating thing and the fact that Jim Harbaugh is not going to be on the sideline. And there's plenty of time to talk about all that <clears throat> stuff. But I want to know from you guys, and I want to know from you in the chat, did our offensive line and did Kyle McCord – improve enough this season in the 11 games we played to beat them this Saturday is the did the offensive line improve enough and did Kyle McCord's play get better and improve enough to where you're confident we can walk into a hostile environment in Ann Arbor this Saturday and beat them on their field who wants to go first I'll go Go for it. I absolutely think they did. Uh, offensive line, we are run blocking very well. That's going to be a key in this game is getting that run game going, uh, you know, because they're a running team as well. That, that's their game. We've seen it. They run 80% of the time. So we want to keep their dangerous run game off the field. I do think that we've got the ability to do that. I think we, our run game is going to be solid. And Maryland showed us the blueprint, Eric. They showed us the blueprint. If we use those 10 to 15 yard intermediate routes, because Michigan's defensive backs were so worried about keeping everything in front of them, we use those 10 to 15 uh, yard intermediate routes and let our playmakers do their thing. I think that we can control this ball game. Kyle McCord is going to be the, the, the big question mark. Can he prevent himself from overthrowing the daggone ball? Can he not throw off of his back foot every time he's under pressure? That's going to be the key. If Kyle McCord can get rid of the ball quickly, that is going to just really take a lot off the offensive line and kind of nullify that rushing game or that defensive pass rush a little bit. So I almost really put this – I'm putting it on McCord somewhat, and I do think that they, the line and McCord have both improved. But I think this one falls squarely on Ryan Day's shoulders and how he calls this game. Is he setting Kyle McCord up for success? Aaron, your thoughts? Can we? Did we did did we do enough to improve offensive line and quarterback to beat him? I think that it's going to be a really tight game. It, my honest thoughts: I think this is going to be within a touchdown. Um, I think we've. I think we do have enough at this point. If you had asked me a month ago, the answer is no. But after the last month, I I feel confident that this team can get it done, especially with an angry Ryan Day. We like to talk about that a lot. 
I think with that level of preparation and the way that the team is executing right now, if they continue that into this game, I am confident we can win this game. I just think that it's going to be incredibly close. We don't need angry Ryan Day. We need pissed off Ryan Day. We, we need to leave angry in the background. He needs to be just – he needs to understand what's at stake here. Because I'm telling you right now, and you guys can say what you will, it's nothing less than his job at stake when he goes in to Hanover this week. It's nuclear, nuclear Ryan Day. That's what we're looking for. Yeah, <laughs> nuclear. Yes. I need, I need, I need Lou Holtz to call him up this week. Yeah, Lou Holtz, can you please get on the line and piss him off? <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> listen, Ryan. Listen, Ryan. <laughs> you know, earlier this season, I said you, I said your team wasn't very tough, and you went out there and you beat Notre Dame, but. This is a whole different ball game, Ryan. That seems really tough. You're really tough, Ryan. I don't think you can beat them. <laughs> Someone clip that and send that to Ryan Day. We want we want nuclear Ryan Day. Yes. Um, Brian Oberst, stack the box and make JJ beat you, which he can't. Did it last we, year. We did that last, last year. year. Was, last year was different. And, and first of all, I think we learned our lesson about playing zero coverage. Did we not, Aaron? We <laughs> sure did. But we – well, okay, to be fair, the secondary was nowhere near as good. Near the level. that This this year's secondary, tremendously better than last year. So, like, I would feel better. I wouldn't call a zero coverage, but maybe a, a, a one, a, a one coverage, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, as long as our one isn't falling Where you on at least have one again this year, so right, yeah, I I am I am much more confident that's not going to happen because of Josh Proctor's play. Yes. Correct. Yes, hundred percent. Well, let's uh, not forget Denzel is Denzel again too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and if if <clears throat> God forbid injuries happen, we have we have depth, and that depth has played. So yes. you mentioned it last week, Aaron, losing Lathan Ransom could have hurt a little bit, but I, I see Hancock and I see, um, uh, styles Matthews it, their play at safety has been really good the last two weeks. And so yes, losing Lathan Ransom hurts, but those two guys along with Proctor coming back and our corners playing as well as they are. I'm I'm confident that's not going to happen again. And the physicality Here, that Igbenosin's brought to that defensive secondary, yes, is is a big difference from last year, <clears throat> big time. Yeah. Um, here's my concern. Okay. Here's my concern. I I'm hoping our linebackers <clears throat> don't get lost in the sauce against their running game. And that's a comment that I've heard Aaron use is when they think they're, the running game is going to go one direction and then the next thing you know, there's an open gap and the running back hits it. Michigan is very good at a little bit of the misdirection in the running game and pulling guards and getting extra blockers going in one direction. And, and as much as I don't like to admit it, that <laughs> offensive line they've got is good. It is really, really good in the running game. We've got to stop that. Now, if Sawyer and JT and our defensive tackles play like they've been playing, I don't think Michigan has seen a defensive line like this either. Okay. Yes. Yes. Well, Maryland gave him some trouble. On the, on, yeah, the defensive line of Maryland gave him a little bit of trouble last week. And that's what I wanted to say to your point, Eric, that the linebackers can't flow too far. They can't overflow it, okay? And But here's the key to that, okay? If the line is getting penetration up in there and they're forcing the running backs to figure out a different lane, that that helps out the linebackers big time because that blows the play up. Let, let me respond to this one. They have to go out there and play four quarters. Uh, that's all there is to it. That's part of the problem. Offensively, we've not put four quarters together all season long. A lot of a lot this year. We've been either a really good, we've been a really good second half offense, but we get off to slow starts sometimes. And and think about the Notre Dame game, right? So 
<clears throat> and I know we're a different team now than we were then. I understand that. But <clears throat> but this is this is a different level. Do you guys think it's fair to say that this is the best team we've played? Yes. Yes. Okay. So and I and I think it's definitely fair to say this is the that we're the best team they've played by for far. Sure. Well, for out. sure. For by sure. far. Um I think this is a fair question. When we played Notre Dame in what was that, week four? Three? Yeah. Like, like four, three, yeah. Four. Were they better than Penn State when we played Penn State? I think they were. Yes. The quarterback was better. Yeah. They had they with Notre Dame they were fell, just as good they running fell the off ball, the, but they they fell off the wagon a little bit after they played us because they played us Duke Louisville back to back to back in primetime games man USC was right in there too weren't they and, yeah oh, right that's, that's where four. they that's where yeah. they got four, healthy <laughs> four straight primetime games man like okay you can't I know that we give Notre Dame a lot of crap <clears throat> that schedule they played this that's year brutal. was legit. Yeah, they had a tough schedule <laughs> all year. So but my point is this. I think the closest game we can p- compare to what we've played was that one. Number one, it was on the road in a hostile environment against the team that had a lot of momentum going. They were 4-0, if you recall. I think we were 3-0 and they were 4-0. Yeah. And they had all the confidence in the world. And it was like two Goliaths going back and forth early in the game. I agree with you, Aaron. I think this is going to be a close football game, yeah. which I think Ryan Day knows this. And that's why I don't think Ryan Day was upset that he was kicking as many field goals as he was yesterday. No, we needed that. We that needed, needed that. to happen. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was a big part, I think, of, hey, okay, we'll, we'll, uh, We'll kick these field goals. Even though it's in his blood to go for it on fourth down, he's thinking, we need this practice. Let's kick these. Uh, let's let's read some of these here. Donald Hoffer says, it'll be close. TTUN has a good D line. Yes, they do. So it will be interesting with our with our O-line. This is the best defensive line these guys have played. But, but they've been working up all season to get to this point, this offensive line. And their run blocking the last three weeks has been really, really good. Hey Eric, yes. and and our defensive line isn't bad, and they've been practicing against these guys all year. So mm-hmm. I think That's the true. real yes, he says he goes on to say I think the real battle that will decide the game is going to be our defense fundamentally against their offense. We got <laughs> to play smart and take the ball carrier to the ground. Also, don't let emotion of the game lead to unnecessary penalties. Penalties, G. Right Scott Jr. My That's gosh. The big one. Yeah. Um. Here's an interesting one, Aaron. I'll let you respond. Have Sonny spy JJ so he can't beat you with his legs. You know, I could see that being a thing for for parts of the game. I don't know that I'd do it the whole time, though, if that makes sense. Like, situationally, I like that idea, but I wouldn't do it the whole time. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Nick Quint, how do you prepare a team for a big game like this and have the players block out the noise and outside talk and prepare the team to focus on what's in front of them? I know, of course, they saw this game before the season, but how do you make sure they stay focused? Well, first off, I I don't think you block it out. It, trying to make this game like it's any other is a mistake that, that John Cooper made every yeah. single year. It's just another game. No, it's not. It's not another game. Urban Meyer famously said that this is this game means everything. It absolutely means everything to not only you and the success of this team, but to every person in this state, you're playing for all of the state of Ohio. He made it so big that they absolutely couldn't lose this game, right? Yeah. I think Ryan Day leans into it. I really do. I think Ryan Day should lean into every bit of the cheating scandal. He should tell these guys they stole those games from you the last few <coughs> years. They're a bunch of cheaters. The whole world, the whole country is depending on you guys to beat this these scum. Like, I think he needs to lean into it, Aaron. What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. You don't 
Uh, you, I mean, you don't, you have to embrace it. You're right. You embrace this game. You don't block out the noise. You embrace the noise. There's really no other way to look at it. It's this, it's not just a game. It is the game. And that's how I'm going to leave that. Yeah. Chris, I mean, we go back and we, we look at the teams we had in the nineties, man. Yeah, we had we had two at least at least two, two national title teams should have happened out of that. at least two, at if least. not three, that were the best rosters in all of college football, and two of those three years they lost this game, and it cost <clears throat> them opportunities yes. to win national championships. It's not just another game, and treating it like that is a terrible mistake. Now I don't think Ryan Day is going to do that, but. Looking back at the last two years, what do you think Ryan Day has gleaned from those L's that you think or you would like to have him apply to this week? You know, I just want him to come out and be aggressive. Don't sit back and wait for something to happen. Don't play scared. I think that we came out there and we we got going, you know, especially last year. We got going early on, and then what happened? We started playing not to lose instead of playing to win. You don't do that. You don't play scared. And that's – he has to come out I, – I, you know, we talked about it and joked about it. He has to come out pissed off, and he has to get even more angry as the game goes on. I want fist pumping Ryan Day bad yes. in this game. I would love like, to see a clipboard thrown, a headset thrown, something. You know, all, all because, all because we're winning. Get, yeah, I want to see him get old school and grab a player by the face mask. You know, with Charlie Bowman when you need him. You know, and, and, I know it's and, Clemson, but still. You know, you got you guys talked about it a little bit with the, the the whole cheating scandal, and everybody says, well, you know, it doesn't make that big of a difference. They were they were so dominant. And that's true. They were physically dominant. But, and Aaron, as is a, is a former player and coach, I'm going to pose this to you. Is it not much easier to be more physical and more dominant when you are in the perfect offense or defense because you know what the other guy's running? Say that question one more time. It cut off for me. It, isn't it easier to be more dominant when you are in the perfect offense or perfect defense because you know what the other guy's running? Yes, yes. Well, Look so, at look look at the results the last two weeks. Those guys are removed. They can't steal the signs. They didn't look like world beaters the last couple of weeks. No, I really I and, and I was sitting there as I was watching that game yesterday. I, I was sitting there and I looked over at my cousin. I said, you know what? They may win this, but Michigan's in trouble right now. Yeah. And I really feel like they were for a good portion of that game. Let's let's turn the tables. Chris, since you brought it up, Larry asks a wonderful question. Think about the distractions and pressures TTU is going through. <coughs> Players are human. It's a circus up there. I think we have the mental focus and edge. Oh, that yeah. kind of oh, yeah. speaks 100%. to what you're saying. I, I would agree. Big time. I would agree. And, and you know what? Who knows what's going to happen in the next week? Just look at what's happened over the last week. They've lost another, they've lost another coach. Got fired the Friday before the Maryland game. They've got another one being investigated. I mean, this is constant chaos. I joked about it uh, on our forum earlier, where it was like, "Hey, you know, how many? What's the over/under on how many coaches are going to still be in Michigan by the time this thing's over?" Let me yeah, bring yeah. up a let me bring up a point real quick on this. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. So. Yeah, this can be a distraction. Here's where you're going to find out what kind of coaching staff is left up there, okay? Adversity brings great teams together. Right. Okay? Now, are they going to rally around this thing, or is it going to be a distraction? We're not going to know until Saturday at noon. And, and this is the other thing. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Now, there are all kinds of reports linking Jim Harbaugh to – Las Vegas. I've seen that. Yeah. And 
I think we know that how much, and his team knows how much he's flirted with the NFL in the past. I think that there's going to be some writing on the wall. Is that going to, as you said, Aaron, bring them together, or is this going to be maybe another wedge that comes between them? That one right there would be a wedge that you couldn't deny. I I think the, you know the media circus that's going on with the cheating stuff, different animal. But when your head coach is leaving, that's a little different. Dan, that was uncalled for, by the way. <laughs> I wondered if you were going to catch that. I kind of slid that in and slid that out real fast. <laughs> Oh, I think he goodness. goes to Chicago. I think he goes to Chicago if he goes. He played Ugh. there. He uh, played I, there. I, don't know. I think the Vegas job is calling his name. I really do. Especially with the cheating stuff. Right up his alley. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, this – this we need this. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Hey, hey, right now, I tell you straight up, he ended up being the Bengals head coach. I'm out. Like, I that's would what be I'm like, saying. I'm out. I don't yeah, care. Like, I'm the same way. I can't stand the guy. I'm a Buckeye first, man. Long before I was a Bengal. Um, <clears throat> no. <laughs> um, <clears throat> true, Aaron, but how do you really, how do you rally up knowing your coaching staff cheated to get you to where you are? Because well, here's the thing, Larry. <laughs> they don't they don't believe they cheated. Exactly. Plus, That's the I'd, thing. Plus, the evidence is I'd say they rallied up pretty darn good because, well, they're still playing. Nobody's transferred and they're undefeated to, you know, back to back Big Ten champions. So I'd say they don't have a problem with that. You know what's sad, Aaron? And I mean it's not sad to me because I'm a Buckeye fan, and I, I, I really hope to laugh at them all about this soon. With everything that's coming out, with all the turmoil with that program, I really feel like there is a legitimate chance that we're talking about a lot of vacated victories when this is all said and done. Yeah, the joke was that they will, they'll they'll get the opportunity to win a 1,000 games twice yes. <laughs> because it's going to be vacated. Um <clears throat> Let me ask this in a final question, the toughest question, guys. If Ryan Day can't win this game with Jim Harbaugh not on the sideline for them, having lost three in a row, does this hurt worse than the last two years if we don't win this game? Yes or no? And why? Yes. Yes. And the reason is, I don't know after the 90s if my heart can take three straight losses again. Here's the thing for me. I think he's still talking. Is he still talking? And secondly, it's going to destroy. I like that one. Stop it. <laughs> but uh, I think that it really hurts Ryan Day. Um, and it's just going to continue to perpetuate the whole John Cooper thing, you know? But yeah, three losses is pretty damning if we're being straight up about it. So, uh, and I don't know, again, personally, if my heart can take it. <laughs> I think but, that the Michigan fans, Aaron, will will celebrate this one if they were to win more than the first two. Absolutely. Because they think they, in their minds, they believe this is all because of, of as they call him, crying day. They literally believe he is the reason this all started. And as crazy as that sounds, and they are going to want to rub our nose in it so bad. You thought the last two years were bad? They are going to absolutely rub our nose in it, which is why we absolutely cannot lose this game. I'll put it right down right now, Chris. I'll join you in the Ryan Day needs to go if we don't win this football game. Well, if he because, can't yeah. beat Michigan, if he Without can't beat their them, head coach, yes, yes, that's just you can't do that. This is Here, this has to happen. Here's the thing: you're looking at two teams that have to have this win. One, Ryan Day has to have this win. I truly believe to keep his job. I really do. Uh, I think if Ryan Day loses this one, you're looking at new head coaches at both these programs at the end of this year because. I think they both walk their way to the NFL. Mm. Secondly, I don't know if Ryan will. 
Oh, he will. I don't think so, man. I, I don't. I don't think he could take another loss to Michigan. I don't think he'd want want what comes with that. There's a lot that's going to come with that if he loses three in a row to that team up north, especially without their head coach. Michigan wants this one more than anything because they want to prove that they're cheating. It wasn't really cheating. It didn't really matter. Exactly. That's, exactly. That's what they're playing for right here. Yeah. And if Ryan Day goes in there and beats them when it's a fair game, then I think you see that exodus that Aaron was talking about earlier when they realize, hey, our legacy is blown here. What we are experiencing as a fan base going into this game. We're, we're at a crossroads, is, Eric. I mean, well, this is this is what the fan bases felt like back during the ten year war. Yeah. This this level of everything's riding on these games. Yes. Like, like you know, for, during the nineties they dominated. During the two thousands, up until the last couple of years, we dominated, and now we have this this 10-year war feeling of anybody can win this game. And whoever wins it is going to not only probably win the Big Ten, but go on and might even be the favorite in the CFP. Where the other one loses everything. Especially yeah. if especially if Florida State can win out, as we as we talked about, or if all of a sudden Bama beats Georgia, they're both going to get in. You know? Oh, so yeah. <clears throat> this will be if you're going to get in, you got to win this game. The only way both these teams get in is if Florida State loses to Louisville, and uh, Oregon beats, oh, uh, or no, Washington beats Oregon. So you would have, and Georgia beats Bama. So you'd have you would have Washington, and you would have uh, Georgia, both undefeated. Okay, <clears throat> you'd have Florida. You'd have the ACC knocked out. Bama's knocked out. Uh, Texas is knocked out. We need them to lose again, too. And then you would have the Big Ten champion and then the one who lost that game. That's the only way you're going to get two Big Ten teams in. And so we need to win this football game. We need to win this football game. And this is what the old-timers told you the 10-year war felt like. We need Ryan Day to be like Woody Hayes in this situation and be a butt kicker and be like, guys, we are not going to lose this game. Draw on that those years he had with Urban Meyer and let them know it all rides on this. I love that quote. Do not let that team beat you. That was Urban Meyer's words. Remember that? You ever heard that? Don't let these guys beat you. That's what we need. They need to believe that. We need to keep Urban on standby in case things aren't going so well so he can go in and kick him in the crotch at halftime to make sure that they get back into the game. He'll be there. He'll be there. Everybody's going to be there. What is our backup kicker's name? I don't know. Well, if Urban can kick him in the leg to get everybody amped up. I was going to say sacrificial lamb. That's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. (laughs) (laughs) If they go into the game trailing at halftime, I say Ryan Day just gets the boots put to him by Urban Meyer. How about that? Uh, kick him while he's down. That's right. Maybe Guys, wake him up. Please, if you haven't already, give us a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. We really do appreciate that. That will help out the algorithm. So please, by all means, do that. Uh, make sure to check out our YouTube page this week. We will have previews probably beginning Tuesday night, if not Wednesday night, and we'll be running them all week long. We'll be doing all of our recording on Tuesday, but then we'll be releasing those segments throughout the week as we get closer to the game. It is a noon kick on Fox this Saturday, so don't miss it, obviously. This is huge. I hope to be posting. I Guys, what do you think? If we win, should we go live afterwards? Something like that? Absolutely. Okay. We might come on here and gloat and talk about the game. Uh, so check that out. If we lose, I probably will not be talking to anybody for at least 24 hours. So yeah. that'll that'll be difficult, hard to swallow. But 
This is what it's all about, guys. Enjoy this week, man. We get this once a year. It's the greatest rivalry, not just in college football. I believe, personally, it's the greatest rivalry in all of sports. And we get to be a part of it. And I'm going to enjoy this one because I've got a good feeling about this. I'm not going to give a score prediction. We'll give that later this week. But right now, I am leaning towards we win We win a close one. I think we win at the end. And I'll tell you why I think we can. I think this football team has been in that situation much more than they have this year. Last week was the first time they felt any sense of adversity this year against an opponent. That'll change Saturday. And I don't know that they know how to react where we are a second-half team. This thing is close. In the second half, I think we can get those big runs. We start controlling the line of scrimmage. At the end of the game, we win this thing. That's kind of where I'm leaning towards right now. Chris, last thoughts. Uh, For me, man, I'm just pumped. I am pumped right now. I wish this game was uh, about to kick off. I really do because I don't know if my blood pressure can take a whole week of listening to the – well, I will just say fans from up north running their mouth. Right. Because let me tell you, they, they are the most arrogant yet ignorant fans in all of college football. So it, it's going to be, it's going to be a week. It's going to be a week. Aaron, last thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Just enjoy the week. We get it once a year. Um, it's 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 almost like Christmas. I think as an adult, my my uh, anxiety uh, waiting for this day to happen is probably better than Christmas at this point, almost. <laughs> but enjoy the week. It's Thanksgiving. Enjoy your families. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy the whole week in its entirety, and talk as much trash as you can to your uh, team up north buddies. No matter what happens, we will be back next Sunday to talk about it, whether we're happy or sad. Or somewhere in between, we will be back next Sunday, 8 o'clock. We'll either be talking about the Big Ten Championship game or we'll be talking about where we go from from here. Either way, we will be here to discuss it all with you. So don't miss us live next Sunday, 8 o'clock Eastern once again. Enjoy the week. This time, I'm not going to say be kind to everybody. Be kind to most people unless they are the fans of that team up north. St. Garvard, Ohio with all your heart. Till next time, OH. I owe. Go Buck.